This morning we're starting a new series and, uh, from the book of Joshua. Our last series was from the book of Galatians, so this time it's in the Old Testament. So we do it from time to time. We're one New Testament and one Old Testament. And we're in the book of Joshua and begin to, this morning, just uh, touch on taking ground. Taking ground as we, read, as we go through the book of Joshua. But let's read together from Joshua chapter 1, and we're going to read the first nine verses together, and then after that we'll just hear the word of God. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, amazing, son of Nun, he's he's son of nobody, did you see that? No, son of Nun, Moses is there. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, You and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place you set your foot on, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite countries to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful and obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So far may God bless the reading of his precious word. Lord, we pray that your word will touch us and minister to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God's people are about to go into a whole new arena. But the basics of what it means to walk with God never changes. Did you hear that? The basics of what it means to walk with God never changes. The basics of being a child of the Lord never changes. I can mention it, but you should know the basics. That of spending time with the Lord, reading His Word, drawing near to Him, worshipping Him, giving your all in commitment to Him. God never changes in your life. You will experience multiple seasons. Maybe you are in a new season right now that is different to the one before. The arenas change. But God never changes. Let us remember that. The children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and it was up to Joshua to lead them into the promised land. It was quite a task, eh? He would have to claim land from its existing inhabitants, fight, lead battles, and provide spiritual leadership for a large group of people. 
as he was feeling the overwhelming weight of the task before him, the Lord offered words of encouragement and insight to him that he was not alone in this battle. He was not alone in this project. He did not have all the answers for the challenges before him, but he, he knew that he could depend on the Lord. Brothers and sisters, maturing today is an amazing thing. You do not become a mature Christian without walking down a difficult road, a challenging road. There is some footwork involved in becoming a child of the Lord. You do not wake up the next morning having learned that all the lessons you need to learn in life is there right before you. God does not just want you to dream about the promised land. He wants you to take it, as he said to Joshua. He wants you to own it. He wants you to possess it. What is it that you need to own? What is it that you need to possess here this morning? What will it take? I think of our church this morning. What will it take for our church to be a place where we see lives? transformed. Firstly, when we take new ground, we've got to let go of the past. It's about letting go of the past. It is time to let go of the past. That is what the Lord said to, to, to Joshua. Moses is dead. Did you hear that? God is doing a new thing. Joshua grew up as a slave. We must remember that he grew up as a slave in Egypt. He lived under the heavy hand of oppression and abuse. But whatever happened in the past, he had to let go of it. Did you hear that? He had to rise up and move forward into God's promises and God's purposes for his life. I want to say this to you. Do not rest on your laurels and do not be oppressed by your defeat or by what others have done. You cannot change what lies behind, only what lies ahead. You cannot go back. You can only go forward. That's what the Lord was saying to Joshua. Many times throughout this pandemic, I have heard people say, I want my life back. Did you hear that? I want my life back. But you do not get your life back. You get your life forward. Not back. To stand still is to stagnate. There are areas in your life that must change. Are you stagnating this morning? It's got to change. How does it change? You've got to stop living in denial. Denial is a river in Egypt. <laughs> stop living in denial. <clears throat> stop living in denial, brothers and sisters. What is it that you are denying this morning? You know, if people are in denial, they are carrying on business as usual. They continue to do what they have always done, except that it had been years since they had seen any significant spiritual results. They carry on doing the same thing over and over. Stop living in denial. Face whatever you need to face. This is what the Lord was saying to Joshua. Stop being negative. The 
they see the change coming. Many, you know, or they saw the change coming. And they see the change coming, but have developed an unhealthy fear of the negative aspects of these changes without recognizing the significant opportunities. There are always significant opportunities in this life. They would rather form a holy huddle, some, and keep themselves untainted, they say, in this wicked and vile generation. That's what, that's what us older folk are saying. Isn't it true? But brothers and sisters, let me say this to us here this morning. We have not been called to serve previous generations. We've learned from them, praise God. And we, we, we take hold of what we've learned from them. But we have not been called to serve previous generations. We have been called by God to serve this generation. I pray that you hear this this morning. We still have a significant role to fulfill in this generation. The, the time has come for God's people to move beyond recalling the past to living out God's mission for them in their lives. Are you living out God's mission? Yeah. Taking ground has to do with letting go of the past. But secondly, it also has to do with remaining strong and courageous. Remain strong and courageous, verses 2 to 5. Three times in these verses, in fact, four times if you read later after verses 9 in this chapter, God tells Joshua to be strong and courageous. Are you courageous this morning? How courageous are you at this present moment in your life? Are you bold enough to make a difference wherever you go or wherever you are? Joshua is a man of faith and courage. But there are great challenges ahead. There are obstacles, there are giants in the land. God strengthens his face even further by assuring him, you, you are not facing this all on your own. I am with you every step of the way. But when I think of the word courage, courage rests upon a clear assignment from, from God. The Lord gave them a clear assignment cross the Jordan River every place where you set your feet or your foot it will be given to you what is it that you got to cross over this morning what is it that you got to step into this morning you see there is no such thing as courage apart from mission just as there is no such thing as faith apart from a challenge. Courage is the ability to face and deal with a dangerous or difficult situation. It was dangerous. It was difficult for, for Joshua and the Israelites. But when we have courage, we are able to face it, no matter what it is. I have the courage to face it because I know I'm not alone in this. I know that I have the chief commander or the commander of chiefs present with me the first step to courage is to remember who you are in Christ 
to remember that in Christ you are strong, you are victorious, you are accepted, you have complete forgiveness, you have been completely forgiven. Brothers and sisters, you were born for courage, for bravery, for strength to be an overcomer. You were born for that. Think of the things that you've done in life. It took courage most of the time. Isn't it true? If not all of the time. You were not born to be a loser. You were born to be a winner. You're not a loser. And it takes courage to be a winner and not a loser. Courage enables you to, be, to confront your fears. It enables you to confront your fears. Joshua had to confront his fears. The Israelites had to confront their fears. You will be gripped with fear until you decide to confront it. What is it that you are facing? You will be gripped with fear until you confront it this morning. You will never win until you rise up and, con and confront the thing that is dragging you down. What is it that is dragging you down this morning? Was it, what is it that is giving you sleepless nights this, this morning? What is it that you are anxious about? They say 95% of the things you worry about never happens. So why worry? 95% of the things you worry about never happens. Isn't it true? Name your fear. You already know what it is. Decide this week to confront it and not run away from it. There's an old Italian proverb that goes this way. Better to spend one day as a lion than 100 years as a sheep. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> Proverbs 28, 9 speaks about the fact that, you know, the, the wicked runs the wicked is on the run, but nothing is pursuing them. They think something is pursuing them, and I'm just paraphrasing here. They think something is pursuing them, but it's not pursuing them. It says the wicked run as if something is pursuing, pursuing them, but the righteous are bold as lions. Are you bold as a lion this morning? Proverbs 28.1. What are the things God has prepared for you to do? Your courage will rise when you do it. Hear that? Courage also rests upon the power of His presence, verses 5 to 9. 5 and verses 9, rather. God never calls us to do anything apart from Him. As I was with Moses, He says in verse 5, I will be with you. Never apart from Him are we busy with anything. He's there. Whether we sense his presence or not, he is there. See, God's assignments come with a special sense of his presence. Do you think he would leave Joshua high and dry? Do you think he would leave the Israelites high and dry? I don't think so. Do you think he would leave you high and dry? I don't think so. In his presence, God's people are smitten by his company. They're captivated, in other words. They cannot believe it. When I'm in the presence of the Lord, 
I enjoy it so much. I wish I could stay there all day, all the time. But then there are responsibilities that I have. Isn't it true? That I've got to see through. And, and I, often I'm distracted by some, something that I shouldn't be distracted by. But it's in the presence of the Lord where I feel safe. And I am safe. We become less concerned about rights and blessings and more captivated by his presence. Are you captivated? I ask you again by his presence. Casualness in his presence gives way to fervency and passion. How passionate are you about the things of the Lord? Haphazardness and coldness give way to reverence and high esteem in the presence of King Jesus. Are you in his presence this morning? Where are you this morning? You see, the believer who is out of the Lord's presence puts himself in a position to be swallowed up by adversity, swallowed up by whatever it is he is running from. Isn't that true? I get swallowed up by it. So it's better to be in the presence of the Lord this morning. In his presence there is an unimaginable power. Exodus 33 verse 14 is a wonderful verse where the Lord says to Moses, My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. The Lord says to us this morning, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. I will give you the strength that you need. I will give you whatever you need. In, it's in my presence that you will find more than you could ever imagine. Enter my presence. Remain in my presence. Seek my presence as I seek you. That's what the Lord is saying to us this morning, eh? It does not matter who is absent. When I am in his presence, presence, everything is okay. I don't know about you. And if, if he is absent, it does not matter who is present, my life is incomplete. It's incomplete. The presence of God creates openings where they were non-existent. And I'm thinking of Paul and Silas singing in prison. In Acts chapter 16 verses 25 to 20. They're singing in prison and suddenly there's an earthquake. There's a shaking. You know, sometimes we need that shaking in our lives. And there's a shaking. There's an earthquake. And you know what happens there? The Bible says the prison doors opened. The presence of God creates openings where they were non-existent. Whatever you are in need of this morning, whatever you are trusting the Lord for, it's His presence that creates openings where they are non-existent. He can open a door for you that you've never thought possible. Won't you trust Him this morning? Won't you look to Him? Won't you seek Him and His purposes for your life? 
the presence of God releases divine direction and we're going to talk about Peter and we're going to talk about him for a while here this morning. Acts chapter 12 verse 8 to 11 speaks about Peter being in prison and the believers were praying for him but then in, from verses 8 to 11 the, the, an angel comes in and, and leads Peter out of prison and Peter thinks it's a vision that he is seeing. Eventually he realizes that it was the angel of the Lord that was directing him. And, uh, and he says in verses 11, Now I know for certain that the Lord sent this angel to rescue me. Can you say that this morning? How many times has the Lord sent angels to rescue you and I? And we were not even aware of it. His messenger angels, his warrior angels, he sent to rescue you and I. How many times has the Lord rescued us from a situation that seemed so impossible and we felt that we would never get out of it, yet he rescued us. But when I think of the presence, the arrival of his presence can bring breakthrough beyond what is humanly possible. And if you look at Luke chapter 5, we see, we read there in Luke chapter 5 verses 4, and Peter was empty one morning on the coast of Galilee. He, he's been fishing all night and now he was empty on the coast of Galilee. But on the coast of Galilee... Jesus saw him. Hey, isn't it wonderful, eh? Jesus saw him. His boat was empty. His nets were empty. What else was empty, eh? But most of all, he, Simon Peter, was empty. And Jesus spoke to his emptiness. That's what Jesus does. He speaks into the emptiness of our lives. He can take the very same nets that came up empty under our own initiatives and fill them when we are operating under His instruction and in His presence. Are you with me this morning, eh? Perhaps there is an empty net in your life this morning. What's that empty net? What is that empty net this morning? You know what that empty net is. Oh, I pray that you will allow the Lord to fill that empty net. In your life. Jesus and his presence are always turning. The turning point in every situation. Jesus pitches up. And everything changes. He is the turning point in each of our lives. As Christians. The call of Jesus is to follow. To follow. To follow. Isn't that true? It entails a radical openness to the way he moves. And cause us to do what sometimes de defies human logic. Our lives and our spiritual journeys are often uphill struggles. Where our nets are empty and things are not turning out as we might have thought they would, would turn out. Yet, Jesus is still there. Jesus is still there to pick us up, to carry us 
to watch over us. We still have hope and light in him. But then thirdly, you know, when we think in terms of taking new ground, connect with God's marching orders. We've got to connect with his marching orders. Verses 6, 7, and 9 again. The same words that we heard earlier. There is a connection between faith in God and being strong and courageous. Did you hear that? Three times he repeats it, as I said it earlier. Be strong and courageous. God does not have a speech impediment here. Do you think he has a speech impediment? Be strong and courageous. Be strong. He does it. And courageous. Be strong. Hmm. And courageous. That's courageous, eh? He doesn't have a speech impediment there. When he repeats himself, he tends to empower us to connect with his marching orders. Are you connecting with his marching orders this morning? Your assignment was settled and perfected before you were created. Before. It's biblical. Your divine assignment is doing what God wants you to do. Having what God wants you to have. Going where God wants you to go. And then becoming who God ultimately wants you to become. And that is Christ-like. Many people are living to build an earthly legacy. But the most enduring legacy we can build is that which would last for eternity. God requires us to be a people who are absolutely committed to obeying His directions. You see, brothers and sisters, the emphasis in God's kingdom is obedience. 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 Most of us think we are educated way beyond the level of obedience. But let me tell you, we are never educated way beyond the level of obedience. Whether I am educated or whether I am not educated, I still have to come before the Lord and humble myself before Him in obedience. It has nothing to do with my position in life. It has nothing to do with my education and my ability to analyze and figure things out. It has nothing to do with that. It's a matter of obedience. My brother, my sister, are you obeying him this morning? Are you responding to your marching orders from the Lord? Are you obeying his directions? These people had un an unwavering confidence that came from a calm assurance that God was with them in their obedience. And that's why now Joshua has warned and the people, be careful how you walk. Because God directs your steps through his word. Read his word. Study his word. Know his word. People don't know his word today. We've got to get back into his word. Back to the basics. Immerse yourself in the book. Love it. Love it. Meditate on it. As they say in Eastern philosophy, a person meditates by emptying their mind. Is that what meditation is all about? I've never been there. 
is when you, you I often hear people say I'm doing meditation I don't know um, I don't know what kind of meditation it is but it's like emptying their minds they say but this is what we're talking about here about meditate this is a meditation in which one seeks to fill your mind and heart with the word of God that directs us into a deeper love and devotion for him that's what it's all about Meditate really means to ponder, to think about, and to personally apply it in our own lives and circumstances. The Word of God. Are you applying it in your own life, lives this morning and circumstances? They had expectation, these people. They expected that God would work, and God worked. They knew that God would go before them and drive out their enemies. God was at work. He's still driving out enemies today. Your enemies as well. My brothers and sisters, I want to conclude and go back again to that word, letting go. <laughs> we are not used to letting go. We are used to hanging on for dear life. Isn't it true? We hang on because something is familiar. The past is a known commodity and the future is a question mark. We cannot conceive a future better than the past we've had. Hanging on is fear. Did you hear that? Letting go is hope. Knowing that there is a future. If we let go, brothers and sisters, we open up space for new and even wonderful things to follow in the Lord. We let go of those things that are getting in the way of a deep and profound relationship with the Lord. We let go of all the things that stand between us and growing in the Lord. I want to say this to you as we, just a few more words and then we're going to close. There are burdens in your own life that you did not choose. Isn't it true? There's some burdens we didn't choose, but it happened. But let me say this to you. You do not have to carry those burdens alone. You have the Lord alongside you to carry you, to cover you. He's there for you. I don't know what it is this morning that you are dealing with. Whether it's a burden, whether it's a, a painful past, whether it is a it's a relationship, whether it is something where you need to obey, let it go. Let it go this morning. Turn away and slam the door. Let it go. Let it go. To give up something very precious to you is, is not a loss, but rather it is gaining something greater. I don't know what you need to let go of this morning. But each one of you have received a treasure this morning. And whatever you are burdened about this morning, I'm going to ask, invite Pauline and Jared to come first. We as a family will do it first. We're going to drop it right here this morning. You, you, you know what it is. But you, we're going to lay it down this morning. We're going to let it go. Whether it's a burden with a child, whether it's a a bur burden with a painful past. Whether it's a burden 
that you are that you you feel that overwhelms you whatever it is this morning you have the treasure you're saying what you name you don't have to it's between you and the lord and we ask as many as possible to do this you don't have to sit back deal with that thing face it let it go this morning and let's start this year in this way where we're saying this is my burden lord i'm letting it go i'm handing it over to you and we as a family will do it first and we want others to follow immediately don't waste time don't wait and so forth let's just do it as we bring our burdens to the lord you know what yours what your burden is won't you bring it to the lord and lay it down this morning thank you father we're letting it go we're handing it over to you thank you for the blessing of you coming through for us and making the impossible possible amen